Good evening. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. I am Lisa Harwell, your host of Journeys with Jones Harwell. Joining me this evening is two of my signature and entrepreneur mastermind brother and sister. <laughs> R. Wesley Webb is going to sit in on our conversation this evening. And my guest is Courtney Lee Smith, grief and loss coach. I'm telling you guys, this lady, I love to hear her speak. She has so much truth, so much knowledge, so much power about her when it comes to talking about relationships. And we're going to do a little bit of that this evening. Not so much has to be about grief, but grief comes in a whole lot of different forms. Not just that you've lost a loved one or a pet, but it could be a way of life. It could be you've lost a job. It could be, you know, uh, you find yourself in a situation and you need to figure out how to get out of it, how to move yourself forward. So with that introduction, we're going to get right into the conversation. And before we get started, I have a congratulations to give to Courtney Lee Smith on being presented with a leadership award from the Signature Entrepreneurs and Masterminds Group. Congratulations on that over the weekend. And what would you like to talk about, ma'am? I know that you're doing a Pacific series this month. So let's talk. Let's get started that way. Okay. Well, first of all, I am honored to be on your platform where we can have a real life discussion. And I like that it's talking about the journey because that's what we have to do. We have to press forward. We have to keep moving, not get stuck on this journey. And then I am humbled that my brother showed up just to sit in and listen and ask him questions as he is motivated to as well. But it's always when we're talking about this grief, you know, a lot of people don't understand any form of loss, any form of control that they lose. Every day we are in a state of grieving. But the series that I have on going on right now is Grief Will Grow You because it's very mm. specific about what grief is. Grief is really meant to help us grow and see ourselves in a different way. It's meant to strengthen us. It's meant to make expand us. Um, a lot of time we see grief as a negative thing because we don't like change and circumstances and situations. But what grief allows us to do is actually see the things that we actually have control over. We focus on those things and we can actually grow and evolve in our life in a whole different space in a way. So I believe that is the journey each of us need in order to make sure that we are actually thriving. I found out doing these sessions um, and it, it, it's been a journey for me too, Lisa, on these sessions, because not just the um, group coaching component that I do on Tuesdays, and it almost takes up my whole Tuesday because you want to make sure you get through everybody's conversations and topics. But then when I do the one-on-ones later during the week so we can have a deeper dig into those conversations, you really find out that that particular incident and situation really is not what the person is grieving. It is really a whole other gamut of issues that they didn't get to resolve. So it's more regrets, it's more fears that have us trapped in this place. And so those are the things that we are actually releasing on this journey. 
And we began this actual journey actually doing a seven-day spiritual detox. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't realize a lot of our spiritual beliefs, spiritual di- traditions actually hold us back from actually yeah. grieving because we have a lot of cliches that we do, a lot of traditions that are put on us, and we never go through the entire process. We just pick up these little things and then we run with them. Mm-hmm. And I, I find that interesting, and I'm going to come back to a Pacific question in a second, but I, I, I find that piece interesting because I'm reflecting back on, um, you know, I did a photo shoot with Jackie, and one of the uh, ads that I, I put up, um, you know, I was talking about how sometimes you really have to come out of your fear, mm-hmm. and um you know, everybody was, you know, just telling me how beautiful the picture looked and everything. And there was one particular lady that jumped on. And um, I used to work with her years ago. And what she said to me resonated so clearly, because she said, you know, this does not look like the woman I worked with. She said, but I'm seeing the woman that she always was supposed to be. So mm-hmm. you know, to 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 say that, you know, that to sometimes it it that walk and I, you know, my friends I would always say, why was I always so optimistic? And I would say, because I always believed that I could see something at the end of that tunnel, some type yeah. of light, some type of a lesson, something positive at the end of that tunnel. And I don't care if it took me two minutes or 10 years to get to that point. If yeah. I might, you know, if I got to find another way to get around, I'm going to get around, but I'm going to steadily walk through it till I, get, till I get there. So a lot of people, you know, uh, don't take into account that sometimes it is a long journey. Sometimes we get in our own way. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we get the right influence around us. And that's when you talk about counseling and you talk about your spirituality, you know, that will help you guide you to get to where you need to be. Can I say something, Lisa, when you just said sometimes we have the wrong people around us? Yes. That's why we cannot um, actually heal because we have people around us that baby us and like let us stay in a situation because they continue the pity party for us. Yes. When people are there that's going to keep us and hold us in that pity party. We don't have to be accountable to dealing with our emotions. We don't have to be accountable for maturing on our response and reactions. We can stay stuck, as they say, in the blue light in the basement. We can always <laughs> stay in the blue light in the basement because there's always somebody who's constantly giving us an invitation and constantly encouraging us to stay there. And they don't realize they're actually allowing people to manipulate them to a place where they're not actually growing any longer. They are staying in a place and they're stuck. They're stuck in memories. They're, they're stuck in the place as if they're assumed that something is going to come back that was lost. Mm-hmm. And that never happens. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people the first thing you should really tell somebody who has lost someone, even lost a job, anytime that there is a shift or a major change that happens, if we can embrace the fact that things will never be the same, it's that voice that gives us permission now to change, now to do it differently. Just the re- our reality can shift if we're if we constantly tell ourselves each day. This day will not look like yesterday. So that gives you the 
freedom to get up and do something different. But I believe we have in our society, we, we, we're so busy calendaring, scheduling that we allow the flexibility of God to actually step in where we can see that he is whispering to us, do something different, be something different, you know, change, go eat at a new place today, go talk to some new people today, you know, evolve your mind and your spirit. Talk to yourself in a new and different way today. So it's those things that we say, okay, I'm allowed to be different. Instead of people saying, okay, you're trying to change up on me. Okay, I am. You've got a choice. You can change up and ride with me through the change. Or you can say, okay, this change is bad and you don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. I'm telling you what, you are. You just are doing confirmation on a phone call <laughs> I had last night. Because this was part of our phone call. With, with with my spiritual advisors, my sister in Christ, Godmother to my son. See, we were talking about the same thing that sometimes God will sit you down and we've already asked for what mm-hmm. we've asked him to do, right? But we're still stuck in that mode of, you know, well, until it comes, you know, if something comes you know, to get you out of that mode instead of just sitting still, sitting quiet and saying, you know what? Okay, now be be open to change. But a lot of times we won't do that. We'll just say stuck in that same rut, just like you said, okay, well, you know, this gone. So now I need to find something just like it Mm -hmm. a little bit better instead of trusting yourself Mm -hmm. to say, how can I do a change that's going to be totally different. That's going to benefit me. That's going to help me and others. Because sometimes that change just needs to be to get you out of a routine mm-hmm. in the rut. Yes. Yes, indeed. So let me ask you this because I'm curious. All right. How did you find yourself pivoting towards this? What led you to become a grief and life coach? Ooh, now that's a really good question. The pivot to this. Well, for me, it's always God tugging on me to tell me to do a little bit more, um, which most people don't know. I actually ran an event planning business. That was my my five to nine after my nine to five. <laughs> I, I, ran, I ran an event company on the side and it was called Once in a Lifetime Celebrations. You know, I was just you know, so it was all about the matrimony experiences. So I did bridal showers. I did date nights. You know, I did all of those components about the cheery part of the relationships, you know, but God said, okay, that's great. You're having parties. You're out here celebrating, but I did not take you through this just to be partying. I took you through this so you could actually do more than just do a celebration. So he was like, okay, You've spent 20 years teaching people how to stay in compliance to the world's laws. He said, now I'm going to ask you for the next 20 years to keep people in compliance to my laws. And I was like, what does that actually mean? (laughs) I was like, what does that mean? (laughs) And so, you know, I had to really have a conversation and a sit down with God because I was like, what does he mean compliance? So I was like, I had to actually go get certified, you know, I was like, okay, what is this relationship coach thing? What is God's word? So if people recognize me and my husband, we actually took a four years before we actually decided what that was going to look like. So in 
2016 is when we reopened the doors and named everything brand new, the Relationship Service Station, because it was all about God servicing all aspects of our relationship, showing to get up, to get the tools and the maintenance and the restoration that he had for us. You know, that place where you can get that fuel, whether mm -hmm. you need to feed your body, you know, so it, it's that place where you can get to moving and having your best relationship. I think because a lot of us are um, are moving, but we re don't realize we're not having any progress in our lives. We have got caught up in just movement. Um, Cause people, a lot of people say, oh, I know you're busy. And I said, no, I'm not busy. I'm never busy. Cause busy just means I'm on a hamster. I am being very productive and very intentional about my time. So when I, when I actually I'm giving somebody my time is very intentional, it's very purposeful. And those are the things that we really have to make sure that we're doing. But what I always do is allow a little bit of flexibility in that time too, to speak to other people, to do things, you know, because God will put people on your heart and say, call them, pray for them, do this. Right, right. Always. And to put that in one sentence, what drove me there is really just being obedient to God, you know, because my five to nine was making good money. I mean, I was making good money on my five to nine hustle. I mean, I had got some awards and different things from the different programs that give you the referrals. I was making more money on my five to nine than I was making on my nine to five. <laughs> but, you know, and in, in that, though, God made sure I couldn't go back. Let, let me explain that because a lot of times when you begin something new on the trail, yeah. not necessarily as easy. And you'd be like, Hey, I'm not making no money doing this. I can go back to what I was doing. It was very comfortable in that space, but he was like, okay, your health is not going to allow you to do what you used to do. And I was like, well, God, now, can't you just give me a little bit of leeway? But the thing is, if we recognize God never lets us straddle the fence, Never lets us straddle the fence, you know. So if you choose to back, go back and fall over the other side of the fence and then you wonder why you're having such a hard time, it's because God said the other side was what was meant for you. And, yes. and when we're talking about death and when we're talking about loss and we're talking about people getting separated, divorced and the change and the shifts that happen in people's life, you know, most people don't want to have that conversation. Yeah, the grass might not be so green over there, you know, as people say. So it takes a little bit of time for us to sometimes we got to burn the grass. That, that's mm. all y'all know about that burning. Yes, grass. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And sometimes yeah. God will burn that grass for you to make sure yeah. you go back to it. too. Y'all yeah. yeah. know about some burning grass. So it's some burning grass moments that we've had on this journey. So it, it is intentional about that. So it was really just being obedient. And continuing to have faith on this journey, Lisa. And I know that's yes. where you are on a faith journey. Mm -hmm. So, and if you are an entrepreneur and you have never really walked in faith on your entrepreneurial journey, the question you need to ask yourself is that the journey God put you on, or is that the easy journey you're working on right now? If you've never had faith moments that sit where you say, God, you need to provide a hey, God, you need to handle these people. God, mm -hmm. you know. So if you've never had these conversations on your entrepreneurial journey, you need to question if that is a God assignment. Mm, mm, mm. Jackie had come up with just a, the right thing, the faith journey. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because 
when I decided, you know, that I finally, you know, I, I had my own plans, you know, I thought, <laughs> um, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to write this book and, you know, I'm going to open up my publishing company, you know, and I can just publish what I wanted. And that's what I was going to do. And I could take my time doing it. And God said, oh, oh OK, but that's not what what you going to do, <laughs> you know, and it was all the years of accumulation of people saying things always he was planting the seed. And so when I finally, you know, took the the listen and I said, okay, I'm going to do this. And, you know, of course, January, 2020 came and, you know, and COVID came and I was like, and then COVID, you know, still put everybody in, in a quiet spot and, you know, stand still for a minute. And I'm like, and he just kept saying, nope. 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 Job, you know, job opportunities coming. Nope. 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 <laughs> Interviewing, making the short list. Nope. 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 Telling me when I said I closed that door, I closed that door. Yep. And I'm telling you. So I, I always say, you know, whatever he it is that he planned, People could even see it from me that I couldn't even see first myself because people were saying she's not coming back this way, you know, and they see it now. They see that shift in me. They see that change in me. They see that faith in me that has finally been like, you know what? This is wonderful. This is great. You know, that the journalist that I always was supposed to be build your own platform. You know what to say, you know how to interview people, you know what they need, you know, be that storyteller, help get that story out, help tell that story. And so it's just, I'm amazed at, at the conversations that I have and the people that I'm meeting that I'm like, why didn't I do this so much earlier? But, but it's got to realize it might not have been your time. It they, might not have been your time. Yes. It, it was this season when everybody was sitting and quiet. They needed the you that showed up. They needed these conversations right now at this right time. And and I've realized that, you know, like you say, we, we've all got these back skills and we'd be like, mm-hmm. okay, why didn't I jump out and do this sooner? Or why didn't I show up in a better way than I've been showing up? You know, it's a time that sometimes God just has us look back and say, okay, do I really want to be involved in that? Is that really my space to be in? And then he'll say no. And he'll be like, so don't go. <laughs> So it it is, it's one of those things that God will control. Now he gives us free will now. Yes, he does. does. I don't want to paint a fairy tale that God puts up these walls and he don't allow us to run down dead ends or run around circles. No, he'll let you do that. But he gives you clear voices that says, hey, this is not the role for you. Because I've, um, I've heard him say, okay, let go of this. This, this is not for you anymore, you know, but I'd be like, oh, but eventually it's going to get me there. That, mm-hmm. That's like riding in a bike and you see the tires going flat and God mm-hmm. say, no, 
I got a car for you if you just go over there and get it. But I'm comfortable on this bike. This bike don't cost me any insurance. This bike don't cost me any gas. You know, we don't want to invest and go the next level. He said, but I got a car for you over there. Right, right. So right. Oh, I got a car that will take you a little bit further, that will get you there. It'll protect you from all of these things that you're experiencing out here. But we don't want to take the investment. And this is really where we mess up as people is because we are so cheap with ourselves. And I don't mean just as entrepreneurs in our business. I mean, just the self-care and everything we do for ourselves. We will take the bicycle right, route mm-hmm. because it has it's no big maintenance involved in that. Even mm-hmm. though we've got a nice, shiny ride over here that God has provided that will take you to a lot more places. But in your mind, I don't want to go that far. I don't want to put those expenses into it. But the thing he says is I will always magnify the work that you do. So get in the car, go meet the people, go do the work that you need to do. And then that's where we're talking about you expand and you grow. Mm -hmm. Don't grieve the bicycle. Don't grieve what you have to leave. Don't grieve Mm -hmm. because that time is over. You know, don't grieve that part of the journey. Realize that part of the journey was good for that part of the journey. But the problem is, are you ready to take on the next level of maturity and get in a car? Because that means you got to have driving skills. That means you got to keep your license up. That means you actually got to pay insurance. You got to put gas. That's why I said there's some investment. There's some time. There's some work. But as long as you're hanging out with the bike. There, there is a lot less that you're going to put into it. Hello. And I love that because it all ties into the relationship service station. The analogy <laughs> are priceless, priceless. I missed something a minute ago and I think Wes put a word up and uh, he's quietly listening to us in the background. But one of the words that he put up, a simple word, and all of us are, are, are guilty of it at some point in time enablers because yeah. sometimes you gotta know when to enable somebody and when to let go mm-hmm. and, and you know what that was whew, that was a video i did a long long time ago when me and my husband was doing something called the weekend widower's word mm-hmm. we was talking about find somebody to lean on but be sure that person isn't becoming a crutch mm-hmm. you know if you're leaning on somebody, you know, if they're a king, they help and strengthen you and walking you is something you can eventually lay down. Mm-hmm. That's what you need in your life. Somebody who is making you get up and do it on your own. But if it's somebody who is letting you be a crutch, like I said, that blue like in the basement person, you know, yes. the people around you, they can either be good for you or bad for you. But let me tell you, we, we blame it on other people all the time. Because we'll say, oh, well, I could have moved on if grandmama or somebody's had to stop talking to me. Okay, you know how to cut the conversation off when it is not going to a progressive place in your life. And that's what we have to learn how to do. Stop cutting people off and cut conversations off. Cut the conversations off that are not benefiting us. And that means sometimes we can't hang on the phone as long because we know eventually it's going to get to the blue light in the basement conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so that is, that's the thing. Or when you see the phone ring, you got to give yourself a quick 30 second pep talk. Hey, I know who I am. 
I know how I feel. I know what I'm going through. So you give them their time, you give them their space. And then what I say is you got to give everybody grace because all of us are grieving differently. We never know what another person is going through. Yes, indeed. So you got to give them that grace and that space to do it in their way. Mm-hmm. But even doing it in their way, we sometimes got to give people a little nudge to the edge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That little nudge to the edge <laughs> makes them leap off in faith. And the edge is what most of us are afraid of because we feel like, okay, this is it's going to push me too far. Right. When you get to the edge, there is a sense of freedom that you have that you did not know because you were so caught up in the crowd of everybody else. So I'm, I'm let me tell you, everybody that enters a session with me, I push them to the edge. I push them all the way to the edge and I'd be like, baby girl, get your wings. <laughs> the ego to let you go, right? That's right. I am going to let you go because you're going to have to fly, and that—that's the key. I don't bring people into my sessions because I want them to stay with me for the next 24 months or the next three, four years. You know, a lot of programs you go through, they figuring out how to upgrade. You take it to the next level, mm-hmm. so they yeah. connected. No, my goal is to set you free. I need you to fly. And the goal is to just lead you back closer to God so that you believe what you believe, not just believe it in lip service, but you can believe it all the way to your core and say, I'm going to walk with you no matter what. You know, we say those when we sing the old hymns, we say that our scripture. We mm-hmm. say we have this and we are good and we solid until life circumstances and situations hit us. Then that is when, like you say, the rubber got to meet the road. No. Yes. Well, let's see. Do you have to attach to a parachute every time you yeah. jump? Yeah. Or do you believe when you jump off, God is really going to be that wing beneath your wings? That wing exactly. beneath your wings. You know, I'd be like, hey, I got to jump right now, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. And that's one of the things, you know, that I find myself, um, you know, I have a high school senior and I got the email the other day that said the last official day for seniors, you know, class, May 14th. And I'm like, I tried my best not to blink. Okay, but you blink. And then at some point along the journey, once he became a teenager, I still was like this, you know, and then I had to make a decision, you know, a couple of years ago, start letting go, you know, because now he's got to find his way and I got to be that safe haven still for him to be able to come back, you know, but I got to let him make some choices and some things himself. And I'm hoping, you know, he'll get out there and he'll remember all the conversations that we've had. He'll remember, you know, the, 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 um, things that we've put in place, you know, Bible study and, you know, scriptures. And, you know, I remember my cousin saying, uh, when we worked on her book, she was saying, you know, we had, we had praying moms and praying grandmothers. Let us bump our head, right? But they were still doing that prayer for us till we came back. Because I think it's important for people to know that, um, you know, my parents introduced me to it and they introduced me to it at an age to say, this is it, but still you have to make your own decision about your salvation yourself. 
I can't make it for you. I can introduce it to you. I can pray all about it over you and around you. But still, you have to be the person to make that conscious choice to follow it, to go through the process. Mm-hmm. You know, but I like what you were saying about prayer. Prayer is entering into an agreement and saying, I touch and agree with you and our spirits. And when you are on the only person that's agreeing on that word and not the person you're touching with, and they're not touching and agreeing with you, that means the change won't happen. Like you say, you can have a praying mother, a grandmother, a father, grandfather, everybody can meet you at the altar. But when you get to the altar and you have made a decision that you like it just the way it is, that you won't, you're not prepared to release, you're not prepared to make any changes, you're not prepared to make any adjustments, and definitely you're not prepared to move your old self out the way to let God in. That those prayers hit rock. They hit soil that will never actually birth anything. So they're in the atmosphere waiting for that person to open up their hearts and remove some of that out of their way so that they can receive the newness that God has. And that's why they say we're supposed to stay in prayer because we, because we can get a hard heart every day in this world from some of the things we see that don't even necessarily happen to us personally. But if you get caught up in the media news or in the talk, we could all get a hard heart every day through the things that have been going on. And especially in this last season that we have went through a lot of people in this 2020, their vision has changed. Mm. You know, you know, they went from a 2020 vision. Now some of us got, we back in 2018 vision. Some of us done slip back to 2015 vision because all we can focus on, on is how it used to be. But the thing about God is he wants us to always move to the next level. So if we can perceive that we are, it's going to be different. It's going to be better in this 2021 because he added something to it. No matter what he took away in 2020, he added something to it in 2021. Yes. Yes. that, that that's the thing. God is a person of addition and multiplication, but we coming in and we do the division and the distraction because we do not focus on what he's already given us and learn how to multiply. And so I, um, I have this little thing and I was going to put it out way, way later, but you, you kind of reminded me of something. It's like one of these sayings that I always say, can we get to our place to where we can hang on to the memories, but not, bury ourselves at the memorial. Uh, we, we bury ourselves at that memorial because the thing is every year it comes around and we we stay buried. We stay buried in that place, buried in that mindset. But can we use that memory? Can we use that love to actually be our fuel and strengthen us where we don't run out of gas trailing down memory lane so much? And that's what we do. We use so much energy during the day, trailing down memory lane that we're not focusing on our present and building a future. Mm, I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, you know, I got to stay at the station. 
<laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> Get your oil changed. <laughs> Tune up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm giving you some fuel. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I yeah, love it is no turning back with this fuel. This is premium yeah. gas. This is some expensive gas. Yes. This is wasting this gas. <laughs> <laughs> so what else have you got going on? I know you have a show that you do on Saturdays and you've got your series that's going on uh, for the month of March. Um, talk about your Saturday show. Um, my Saturday show was actually my first show that I birthed when um, we opened our doors. So it is the Master Relationship Mechanic Show, and it is about having your best relationship with God, self, and others. And the reason it was the first show that came out, because God said, I need people to have a better relationship with me. I need people to understand if they get it right with me, all of their other relationships will automatically line up. So that's like you're going out there to get tires and you forget the alignment. You're always pulling off to the left with people. And if y'all know the left is not the blessed side, the right is the blessed side. So if you are always pulling off to the left, that means you are in dangerous terrain and you always tearing up these new tires. And that was the vision for me and my husband when we said, okay, you know, he's a, you know, a mobile mechanic. So it was all about this balancing out our relationships and getting aligned with God. So that way, when you get these new tires, get these mm -hmm. new you ain't out there just blinging and, you know, flossing with people. You are actually having a good ride on this relationship. So that's how the Master Relationship Mechanic show started. So it's all about coaches that come in and implement things at all of these different levels, whether it's personal or professional to, you know, get you back in alignment get you back in alignment, get you back focused on your actual purpose. You know, a lot of times we, we, we chasing the money, right? Yeah. But we're not chasing the calling. Hello. You know? So if we get in line with our calling, the cash comes, the cash comes. So that was, you know, my first baby right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, out of that baby, it, our, my show used to be on Tuesdays uh, and mm -hmm. For the last year, I've transferred over to Saturdays. It's just a little bit more comfortable in my personal space where I needed to be. Um, so I had to sit back and ask permission from God to switch from that because I spent a long time on Saturday and was like, okay, Saturday night is not a good fit for my family. So I had to have, keep having that conversation with God. So he's gave me a comfortable place on Saturday. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so out of that, that allows me now to do a Tuesday 1230 show. So I wasn't rushing from Tuesday day to Tuesday night, feeling like I was overwhelmed to keep up, mm -hmm. you know, two different lanes. Right. So on right. Tuesday, we really sit down. I, I, I mean, I literally have a couch in my office. I sit on the couch. This is where my real live clients come and sit and talk with me on the couch. So I have a real live virtual couching session at 1230. Um, and, and I tell people I'm I'm really a wild west wild west old country girl. So when I, I noon is a is a specific reason in mind. If y'all watch westerns, people always use yes. to noon. My mother loves them. Yes. Yeah. So that noon showdown is what mm -hmm. I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And it's because people meet in their minds, and the biggest enemy is in our minds. So it's kind of that um that weekly conversation I'm having with people. So when you having that enemy talk in your mind. 
I'm, I'm trying to say, okay, if you want to talk to yourself, be your friend. So we have these godly strategies that we talk through. And it's only about a 10-minute session on Tuesday. So it's really for you to kind of jump in at the beginning of your lunch break, get a little encouragement so you can run on back to work or while you're riding in the car, if you're on the um, West Coast, on the way to work, you can have, okay, I heard something positive today. I heard something don't get in my own way. I heard something, you know, God is talking to me. I, I, I can see where this journey is taking me. So. Those are the, that's just kind of like an encouragement space right there. So those little tips, um, whew, you said, what else I got going on? <laughs> I new Sunday. You got a new Sunday show with another mastermind member called Black Love. And I enjoy it because yeah. I get to talk with my yeah. husband sitting next to me. So, you know, I've always enjoyed when my husband gets to sit next with me. Um, it's called Black Love, Real Talk. So it's real about talk. the real talk that we do not have in relationships. Um, so it's kind of like us, the seasoned older people. Um, and I mean, marriage-wise, along the journey of relationship, we're having a talk with people say, okay, make sure you're having these conversations. Even if this happened, we've all been through this journey. These are the things that you can do. So it's like you say, that real talk, that real conversation. Mm -hmm. um, and then out of that, I have a new show coming out on Amazon. Actually, so I have been recording. So that's why I say when people say I'm busy, I'm being productive with my time. I, uh, um, I've been in the behind the scenes doing a lot of recording with some wonderful people. And it's talking about life after loss. So it is... Um, every gamut of loss that people have experienced, but we're telling people how to live fully, you know, how to love unconditionally still in this space that even after loss. So these are like real testimonies that people are taking us through. So it's saying if God did it for me, he can do it for you. And, and I know y'all get probably tired of me talking about God, but I, there is no way that else I can help you on the journey, but through there. Let's talk about them. Hello. Yeah. So it it is that space. I mean, I can go back out and get real corporate with y'all. You know, that's just not the space I'm in now because I promised God that I would stay on this lane of compliance according to his laws and rules and regulations. Um, so let me think. Let me think. Um, I got some digital project product that I have already done. I'm just slowly tweaking it going through um, a company to you know polish it up so I can get it uploaded so I can have a little a lot more resources so people aren't dependent on the one-on-one -on -one of the coaching sessions you know they can grab a book that you know speaks to yeah. them at ebook yeah. or audios you know if I need something for 45 minutes that I can listen to on a trip without having to say okay what is this so trying to put some of those conversations that I've had over the last four years with different clients and turning those conversations into material for other people who have those feelings or things that they can release. So I think that's what's happening for at least the next 30 days. How about that? <laughs> And you are very productive. <laughs> we go strip that four-letter word. The word is productive, you guys. Productive, productive, productive. Yes, and I'm putting seeds in the ground, and I want them to grow. Yes, drop and crawl. Yes, yes, ma'am. 
I tell you, for all that have joined this evening, I, I, when I, when I said this lady, you are, have some power behind you, and I just love hearing you talk and speak because <laughs> I always come away with something so positive and so fulfilling, and just like yes, yes, you know, I won, I won, you know, the Oprah moment. You get a prize, and you get a prize, and you get a prize. <laughs> You know, it's, it's one of those moments that you get when you have a conversation with you. It Ooh, is amazing, amazing, <laughs> amazing. So for our audience that is listening, tell us how they can get a hold of you. Where are all your social media platforms if they want to have a one-on-one conversation with you? Well, let me say the easiest centralized place is just to go to my website, the Relationship Service Station, because that way you can link to my Facebook. You can link to my Instagram. Um, you can link to my LinkedIn. Everything is kind of in one spot um, because I do have different names. I didn't really do that whole great branding thing when I first started out. So. Facebook and my website is the Relationship Service Station. My Twitter is Grief Strategies. My Instagram is the Master Relationship Mechanic. But the glorious thing, how you can just limit all of that, if you just Google me, Courtney Lee Smith, it will bring up every place I have ever been. You know, when they say if you can Google yourself. So if you can Google me, it will bring you to all of those sites. So I at least tie back in into the SEO, the hashtags, the all that glory <laughs> stuff. So yeah, it's out there in the media world. But um, I had a very little short series in on um, Instagram, and I will send anybody a link to that if they would like it, and they can actually text me. No more silence if you would like to give voice to your grief. Um, you can text me at 678-718-5019. No more grief. And I will sing you. It's just the four little videos for an IGT series that I did. And it is called, I give up the right to be silent because I am guilty of grieving. So stop telling people to tell you to shut up and not talk about it no more. Don't let people do that. Don't let people silence you where you're internalizing all of this grief. What it means is don't talk to them. Mm. Find the people that you can talk to because yeah. you do need to be guilty of these different emotions and things that are going through you so that you can actually grow from this and release these things. So just a little series that I was trying to help people have that showdown so they can kill the enemy within them and not explode. So definitely I would love for people to have that. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Courtney, I bow down. Oh, don't do that. I, hey, I believe in giving flowers. I believe in grace. I believe in giving words when it is warranted. One thing about me that people who know me personally or get to know me is I don't mince with that. You know, if it's something that I know that someone else needs, I'm going to share it. So I think uh, a conversation I think I was having with uh, Clarice Kavanaugh, Dr. Kavanaugh, was um, I am that information catalyst because I'm going to make sure you get the information. What you do with it after I give it to you, that's on you. 
Yeah. I'm going to make sure I share it. That's all I know. That, that, that's all I know that that is part of my giving. It has always been part of my giving spirit. So, you know, and people say, why do you do that? Why not? With some wonderful people, all my Sims, biz, family. Yeah. But then for you just inviting me here to have this conversation, because I think we don't talk about grief in a healthy way. We have, we put so much negativity on grief that people are afraid to go through the process. People are afraid what's on the other side. People are afraid that they're going to forget about somebody. It's all of these fears that we've put on grief, you know, that we just need to lift off and say, hey, let's have this conversation. I mean, I'm all right with crying with you. I'm all right with shouting with you. Now, I'm not going to throw nothing but tissue with you because I'm not going to tear up nothing. (laughs) I I do think that we all need that little space to be able to be free in there. So I do. I think that this conversation, I prayerfully, whether people watch it in the live or the replay, even if it doesn't help but one person, one person, one person get out of that dirt and stop going backwards. Mm -hmm. Hit those walls. You know, eventually you're going to hit that wall at one time. It's, it's just going to hurt so much that you're not going to even be able to turn around. So mm-hmm. I, just, I, I want people to get off that dead end road. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, as you said that, that the song just keeps resonating through my mind. And, you know, I'm, I'm going back to when we did our Black History program in February. Mm-hmm. And uh, we came up with playing Glory. Mm, yeah. And I always think, you know, one day, you know, mm. we'll cry glory. Yeah. And I think all of us in our walk is really what it's all about. You know, yeah. it's really what it's all about. Thank you so much for coming and joining me this evening and having the conversation. This will not be the last. definitely definitely not be the last i have immensely enjoyed this and my spirit and my soul is happy and full (laughs) i'm just excited to be here though so yes and i i i i'm telling you god makes no mistakes when he when he sets you out on your path he's going to put some people in your path that's going to help you see and navigate. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so grateful that you and everybody that I have met that's part of the Signature Entrepreneurs and Masterminds group have you guys, you know, those are my shoulders, you know, standing with me, you know. And I'm just, I, I couldn't be more grateful and honored and humbled. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And Jackie, saying awesome my sisters awesome to our national co-chair woman of our group she is fabulous in herself as well so i'm going to close this evening's conversation and uh people will be seeing us uh a lot of us getting together in april when we do our open house that that's coming up our virtual open house the weekend of april 1st through the 4th but until then i am your host this has been journeys with jones harwell lisa harwell signing off thank you courtney thank you wes 
Oh, no. <laughs> One of my other mentors. No, not yet. She's on live. I wish I could get her on the show. May Green. Wonderful. Thank you, May, for the comments. Thank you, because I know she's always working and she normally has to hear my show podcast. So uh, I'm just going to keep talking because you know what? People can't hear us. <laughs> so until you tell me, Lisa, turn the camera off. I'm tired, girl. I got to go to bed. <laughs> I'm just going to keep on going. Well, always God give me breath. I'm going to sit right here with you. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So let's let's talk about this. And, I, and, and I'm going to put myself out here because I've been sharing pieces of my story and people have been seeing pieces of my story where, you know, I've said, okay, you know, 2020, you know, I'm supposed to be taking this short sabbatical and going back to work. And then of course the pandemic hit and God said, when I told you to take you, you thinking this was a sabbatical. No, I, I, this is, this is where you're supposed to be now. This is what you're supposed to be doing now. And so, you know, I dabbled, you know, with my show a little bit, but still it was like, I was still too scared to just jump, you know, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just going to stick my toe in it, you know, and, and, you know, it's in, like you said, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable, but in the same breath and in the same token, I have to say, I have never felt more better mentally, physically, emotionally, than taking that jump because it really did allow me to do more than I thought I could ever possibly imagine doing, you know, and wow. trusting that, okay, you know, you gave me this voice for a reason. You gave me the power of the pen to write and envision and imagine all of these things and these stories for a reason. You know, and the lives that I have come in contact with, it's just this short journey of a, a little over a year has been incredible. incredible. What you did, Lisa, is you chose not to get stuck on saying, God, this is just supposed to be for a little while. And you said, well, it's going to be as long as you need it to be. And I'm going to do what you say for as long as it is. But you made a choice. Mm -hmm. and, and the thing is, like we were talking about, that, that choice thing, a lot of people are not able to shift like you were. You know, a lot of people not like that. I love you too, Jackie. A, lo a lot of people can't make that shift. And the problem and the reason we can't make that shift is because we can't let go of control. You know, at that place, you were talking about, OK, God, I, I, I recognize what you've given me. I recognize the journey that I've been through. Okay, how are you going to use these things? And a lot of times we don't have those questions. We've already determined, okay, I've got this sheet of paper. I've got this education and I got this. And this is the only road that I can take because this is what it looks like in the world. But it is not that way. You can have all of these things and God take you down another lane. So saying all of that, we have to really sit down and take this space and say, what is the lesson of this? Mm 
Mm-hmm. Where am I supposed to graduate to from this lesson? Mm-hmm. So hurt is the lesson. Healing is the graduation. So when we stay in hurt, we keep repeating the lesson over and over and over again and never allow ourselves to graduate to actually be healed. And a lot of us are stuck in elementary because we are stuck on some real childish hurt that has happened. We have not even got to the place that we have gotten to high school maturity because we have gotten some childhood hurt that we have not allowed ourselves to heal through. So that's why I say we stay in this lesson learning mode. And the thing is, I I hear on the song that says cycles. We stay in these cycles. I mean, that song, it, 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 it. It really speaks to me when I think about people who cannot change and people who cannot pivot and people who cannot grow. Because in that song, one of the lines says, um, when you don't learn what the devil is going to bring, but he's already learned you. So that's why I say we have to mature to the point that the devil don't know us no more. Because otherwise, when the devil continues to know us, he knows there's something within us that he can continually keep us caught in a cycle. So that 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 that's just that place that we have to realize. And it's not just like you say, in that loss of a loved one, that physical death that keeps us buried. Sometimes, like you say, it's a job. Sometimes it's a person that's still living that causes us to get caught up because we get caught up in a particular house. We get caught up in a particular car. We get caught up in a particular salary or we get caught up with a particular position. You know, all of those things. And I mean, we live in a world that so many things can have us caught up. And that's why I say we have to learn the lesson. What is the enemy using over and over and over and over again for us? Sometimes it's our family. Sometimes it's our beliefs. And when I say beliefs, that means that is not something that God has given you. It's something that you believe. I'm talking about this religiousosity thing that we have when I talk about beliefs. But when I talk about being free, the word sets us free, but the word sets us free only with revelation of the word. Because you can read cat all day and don't understand that cat has a deeper meaning if you really don't get that revelation of cat. You know, so that is when I'm talking about getting that deeper place where we're outside of just believing. You know, when we were talking about earlier, getting outside of that place of believing, because we all know that a car can crank. So that's not really trusting God. You know, but have you ever taken that car to the limit because it says it can go 140 on? Ooh. Ever taken that car Ooh. to the limit? Because God says that I have this for you. Have you ever tried God and said, well, I believe that you'll take me to 140 and I believe that will stay stable. I believe we won't hydroplane. I believe we will stay in a safe place. You know that God has no limits on it, but you are afraid to go outside of your own limits. Yes, you can't heal by yourself. Yes, you cannot pick up the pieces by yourself. Yes, you cannot identify what this new direction is by yourself. But the point is, we got to make a choice that we want these things. That we want these things because a lot of times we don't want them and we have to be realistic with ourselves. 
We say, you know, I'm, I'm going through this. No, you're not going through. You stuck. Because through means at some point, I see you looking different. I see right. a shift. I see a different in your response and your reaction to these things. Yes. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, there is no growth. There is a level of maturity that should be seen in each of us. And I don't mean a daily growth because right. some people, it, it can't be seen in a day. Sometimes it may, th may take 30 days to see the mm -hmm. difference. So mm -hmm. yeah, let, let's, 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 let's think about this um, difference when we're talking about it. something simple that takes weight loss. Right. That, that's something I don't care if you told me you changed your way of eating today. You didn't lose the weight today. So it is something that will tell on you as time progresses if you stay consistent with it. And that's the key, the consistency of having this relationship and allowing God to put the pieces back together. It's not allowing God to put, put the pieces together today. And you say, God, don't touch me tomorrow. Because that means you're not allowing him to create a new you every day and still work within you. And I'm telling you, it hurts sometimes when God shoved them pieces in you. Oh, yes. <laughs> it, it hurts. It, it, I mean, it hurts because you'd be like, wait a minute, God. Mm -hmm. I wasn't quite ready to deal with this right now. I wasn't quite ready to progress where you're taking me. Because if you ask him the question, what is it that you want me to do? What is it that I need to learn from this? And if you really sincerely ask him those questions, when he start giving you the answers, he'd be like, wait a minute. Oh, yep. I, I can't do your why and what. Mm -hmm. I can't do your why and what. But most of us like to stay in a place. Why me, God? Why now? Well, like I said, we, 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 we stay because that is a society that we have lived in that mm -hmm. we need to stay in a victim place because if we don't, people are going to look at us strange. Oh, she's happy. Oh, she's, you know, living her life. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's what God said he designed for us. Why are you afraid to live the way that God designed? He said, I have a plan for you to prosper you, to give you peace. I mean, that's the journey I'm always on. I'm always following God's plans for mm -hmm. prosperity and peace. Anything else that means I know I done caught, caught up in the devil that day. Mm. Mm -mm. And I will rebuke him at any moment that I see him trying to stir up some mess. And I'll be like, devil, yeah. I don't know whose voice it is. I will call you the devil in a minute to call that spirit. Like, devil, no. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And thank you, but is that spirit that you trying to stir hello, up? Hello, 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 hello. I, I hope everybody out there, there's a, a, a catchphrase that um, my sister always says, did you catch it? <laughs> All right, everybody. You heard it now, but did you catch it? I caught it. I got it. I'm running for it. <laughs> All right. We going to call it a night now. All right. I'm hungry and my stomach. I know you can't hear me all the way here in Maryland and you're in, in Atlanta, outside of Atlanta. My stomach growling like all right. time to eat. <laughs> Jiffy, Jiffy, Jiffy. Okay. Yeah, we got to feed the natural just like we do the spirit. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. I want to say once again, Wes, who sat in silence and just enjoyed the entire interview. He said, great interview. Courtney. Thank you so much 
for opening your spirit, opening your heart, taking the time to talk with us this evening. I really appreciate you more than you know. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of our guests that came on. Thank you so much. Our sisters in Signature Entrepreneur and Masterminds, May Green, my other cheerleader out there that keeps telling me, hey, you got some doors you got to open, you got to pound, go, 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 go. And she put me right in the spotlight saying, I don't care whether you're ready or not. I'm shoving you right in there because you're going to do what he's ordained for you to do. Wes, you got any questions for us? No, it's just a great interview. I love listening to Courtney. She always brings it, you know, yes, and, and we have many conversations on the phone. So I'm always excited to listen to her. And I cannot wait to meet you in person. That's my spiritual accountability part. So, so. yeah. <laughs> All righty, everybody. Four. Journeys with Jones Harwell. I'm your host, Lisa Harwell, and we are going to sign off for this evening. God bless everybody. Until next time, see you soon.